I'm a sheep. I do what people tell me. Uh, you know what? I'm a sheep. Fucking hell no. God, I, I, I know I'm a sheep. You're a sheep. We're all a sheep, to be completely honest. Do you have a TV? Do you watch TV? Do you watch commercial? You're a sheep. You Any more proof of it is on your TV right now. Go turn on your TV and wait for a commercial to come on and tell you how to think, how to dress, how to smell. You don't think, you don't think that those things work? Are, are you somehow above being a sheep in that case? You know Mountain Dew has more of a chance to talk to your children about, excuse me, Pepsi, has more of a chance to talk to your children than you do about the dangers of pop. Pepsi has the chance to tell you how, how awesome pop is. Your kid will listen to Pepsi more often throughout the day than he will listen to you. I mean, if you're out in the nature, if you're in a tent, sure, not, not true. However, if your kid has a TV, if your kid has a tablet, if he spends one hour on that TV, the odds are that on the average he will listen to Pepsi more often than you. And that's just Pepsi. He's going to be listening to Nabisco, Hormel, and fucking uh, McDonald's. He's going to be listening to politicians. He's going to be listening to uh, all these things that exist because we have a sheep brain. We shouldn't necessarily feel so bad about being sheep, right? Like, inside of ignorance is a certain bliss, right? And if you're being led by a good shepherd, then you're like, I'm, I'm cool, you know? He leadeth me to still waters so I don't get floated away with all my, with all my uh, cotton on me, you know, cotton, with all my wool. Uh being a sheep is not so bad. You can then pay attention to the things that are important to you. You can follow your passions. I mean, if you had to be a politician, you would have to be a politician. You know what I mean? If you have to keep an eye on politicians at all times and do all these kinds of things, then then you're taking on a lot of responsibility. You're foregoing the ignorance that is bliss, and now you must be assuming the, um, what's the opposite of bliss? depression of no of knowledge not that i'm saying listen i'm not saying we should all be sheep and bad bad if you listen to me at any point you generally hear me talking more about uh thinking outside of the norms um but that's what i'm doing now okay even though i might recognize that i'm a sheep i have to challenge my egotistical notion that I operate autonomously despite having so many so many advertisements in my face every day and they must work on some level they work you know the worst commercial is the kind that you don't listen to you know I, I believe Somebody's going to back me up on it. You know, you can always find your truth somewhere on Google. Some scientist has searched it and made up some shit, and now it's it's my fact. Not true. I don't know that. However, I feel pretty positive that you can you can subplant information into people's heads. 
And the, the best way to do that is actually by passing the prefrontal cortex to where we have that kind of cognitive thought right up front there and getting to the subliminal, to the back of the brain. And the best way to get to the subliminal in the back of the brain is not to be thought about or listened to. That's why people have advertisement campaigns. And, and what I, even as a tattoo artist, had to mess with. I mean, there's a tattoo artist on the radio, and you're going to put an ad out there saying, hey, come get tattooed by me, by, by me at my shop, you know? And you're going to say, hey, do it. If people are listening to it, then maybe they'll think of it. But does that mean they'll show up for, for sure? No. No. So what do the radio executives tell you? You should have a campaign. Because you're not trying to talk to them, tell them the truth. You're really trying to get a catchy little uh, slogan or something in there. Something that pops up when they think of tattoos, and then they just automatically think, well, I've been hearing good things about this shop. Why? Because it went past their prefrontal cortex. They were working there, worrying about nailing that sheeting down, or, or, or typing in that phrase, or, or, or entering a data point, or whatever they were doing. And that went right back behind their prefrontal cortex, because they were they're involved with the task. And so that's what you're trying to do with radio. You're trying to do a campaign and just drill it into their heads. The most successful radio campaigns are the ones that run the most often. Right? That's why they do it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you know what I'm talking about? And why? Because you ask questions with it? No, because some very, very smart scientists decided to go into advertising instead of science. Some psychologists, some people that wanted to understand the brain, don't think that there are not psychologists working in advertisement. I mean, for sure, wouldn't, doesn't it make sense? Like, if, if, like, wouldn't you want people to have a subconscious desire for your product yeah of course you do i mean everything about the product is that the way that the packaging is you know that's a thing now you get you ever get like especially this good girls oils and stuff they put on their faces you go and you pick it up and it's got some weight to it you know and some heft and you're like this is a value and then you go and open it up and there's like a one ounce little scoop in the middle of all this packaging what the fuck because they know that they're tricking your ass brain and you're dumb enough, we're dumb enough to keep buying it, you know? And how do I know that we're all sheep? Well, it hasn't stopped, has it? You seen any commercials that come out and just start with the truth and just like, hey man, you guys are too smart for this shit, so we're just going to tell you. No. You keep seeing commercials that repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat until they're drilled into the back of your head. Honestly, that's why I think that you should talk back to your TV. <laughs> I do. I look like a, a fool. I'm sure I'm an idiot, but I think it helps me. It gives me a chance to take the information that they're telling me and process it and either agree or disagree. I like to just take the immediate adverse reaction. Even if it's something that I like or I agree is a good product or whatever, I like to take the reverse. And maybe that's wrong. Because maybe it just makes me a, a, still a programmed robot, but I'd like to take the 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 reverse opinion and be like, ah, oh, it sucks because of X Y Z. Try to imagine it so that it is being thought of. It's in my prefrontal cortex, and then I have a choice as to how I retain that information. You know, do I keep? Do I look at the McDonald's and and see all the skinny people on there? And think, yeah, that's that's what they're selling. 
see all the healthy looking lifestyle, the, the perfect teeth, you know, the combed hair. Have you been in a McDonald's? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, like, that's what they're selling you is that that's who you are when you go and you, you your, your family at McDonald's, your family, you, you have a great time. You guys look your best. You're an, you're a diverse crowd. You know, you guys all get along despite your many ethnicity backgrounds. You guys are best of friends sometimes. Whatever. Why did Coca-Cola put a fucking name on its bottle? Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Huh? I'm sharing a drink with Cindy. <laughs> I know a Cindy. They just branded that shit. They just took that thing and they made it a part of your life. It is integral to your life. You are interacting with it. You are concerned about it. You are having thoughts directly related to. They are occupying parts of your thoughts when you might be thinking about existentialism or your place inside of the universe. And instead of that, you're back down in the banality of life and you're thinking about, oh, Cindy, that's funny. I, I've never known a Cindy, actually. I don't know. I wonder if I'll ever meet a Cindy. I'm having a drink with a Cindy now. <laughs> I mean, of course, it doesn't work like that. You know, I'm over-exaggerating. But then again, that's its intention. So does it not work like that? I mean, wouldn't they have stopped if it's not working? Wouldn't they have taken a different advertising route? Ah, they keep on telling me who we are. So I just want to, I want to touch on that. Commercials are some of my favorite study. I've always talked back to them for, because of, I never had TV. And uh, actually, not I always talked back to him. When I got TV, I was addicted to that stuff. I, I would sit at home and watch TV and do my homework. I was a smart kid, man. I, I did good, believe it or not, until one point in my life. And then I just stopped doing good. You know, I was always doing good. And then I got a C. And I was like, it didn't, and I didn't, you know what? My dad wasn't around anymore. I got my first C and he wasn't there to be disappointed. That's why I bet. Now that I think about it, I'm only thinking of that now. But uh, I got my first C and it wasn't so bad. I was like, it was kind of fun to get, to be honest. I missed first hour. And that started my habit of missing first hour. Like, oh, this thing's broken up into hours? Right on. <laughs> first hour is tough to get to. Especially when you're trying to escape, you know, the depression of uh, of not having a father or whatnot. So like, you're you're engaged in trying to to not think about existential problems that most people don't even think about right now, or many people don't, because they haven't they haven't touched that side of life, haven't seen that side of life, you know. So now you're trying to escape thinking about them. Alcohol and drugs are good for it, but it's really hard to wake up in the morning, you know. So. Uh, we we could figure out some things for for kids that would be better. The school system's a fucking prison. You start people being sheep there. They're advertising to your kids inside of the school. Is that some shit? Our schools used to say uh, no drug, a drug-free zone, and any drugs that were sold around there were fined like twice as much. And you could, you know, I mean, you could look at short amounts of times, and you stop to roll a joint. You know, back when it was illegal, before I did all the hard work for you people and, and, and took the uh, the brunt of the, the sacrifice, <laughs> and then it, we got it legal. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 
But if you were rolling a joint inside of a school zone, you could be fined double. I mean, you could be looking at years. You'd be double your years, if I'm not mistaken. But not. But there's Pepsi as soon as you walked in the door. There's a mind-altering, mood-altering, caffeinated beverage. More addictive than heroin. Right in the door. And now that it's in the door, they'll advertise to you here and there, too. Hey, do you guys mind putting out these little pamphlets? It's just... And we don't see it as advertising, but that's where it's coming from. So you don't see it as advertising because it's a fucking thing that says, hey, this is how you grow a tree. Happy thoughts. This is, you can save the world. You should grow a tree. We printed it on brand new fucking paper. It's not recycled paper. <laughs> here, here, this is how you do it. And it's just, and it's just a little fucking Coca-Cola down at the bottom. Brought to you by Coke. Eh, a couple product placements. Right? Now I'm fucking... I'm warping your kid's little sheep brain. <laughs> and we worry so much about who's who's doing this brainwashing, but we don't worry at all who's doing this brainwashing. You know, we worry about the the politicians, the people we see. We don't worry about the lobbyists. Why? We don't see them. We should fucking worry about the lobbyists, Joe. <laughs> But moreover, the, it's the corporations. People say politicians are are corrupt. Well, that don't... I mean, okay, it makes sense. I'm not saying it don't. Let's imagine the life of a politician. Somebody who really is driven by the, their, their soul, their spirit, their passion to help other people. Let's imagine that person exists. Because we know, we know they do, right? And they start down the road uh, to being a politician because it's just what seems... Like, everything's seeming natural. Their passion is leading them there, right? And they're going there. And they eventually become, say, a lawyer. They understand law. Maybe they want to write law now, and they, get, they, they become a senator, right? Or they run for senator. They, they get senator. During all this process, they've shook hands with certain people that they've had to kind of say, I don't think this person is the type of person that I really like to promote and stuff, but this person's going to promote me, you know? And he's going to raise me to the top so I can bite my tongue a little bit. That's just natural, right? Of course, that's going to happen in McDonald's. You know what I mean? You might hate a certain boss, but you know that hopefully one day you're going to get a fucking raise from him, right? So you don't fucking say shit. It's the same thing. No big deal. But they get the job and they've already got this kind of where there's their no has to back down a little bit, right? Where they're not really representing their constituents, but instead their best interest as well as long as it lines up with their constituents. And now the the process can begin when a lobbyist can come in and be like, hey, you know, and lobbyists can come in and work with you. And it, the more the more they've been there, there's no term limit on lobbyists. You know that? The longer they've been there, the better they could probably get at it, right? I mean, a lot of people leave law or Senate or, or uh, public service. We'll call that public service it is. They, they stop being a politician. They go and do what they call the private sector. And they become a lobbyist. Well, they already know all the people that are working the floor. Hey, hey, I, just turn in your ear for a second about this corporation that hired me at over $100,000 a year, sometimes much more, to try and use their money. I've got this unlimited deep bank account, man. It goes deep. Uh, to coerce my friends who are already believing that this is a good thing. You know, like that's so I'm set up and sometimes as a lobbyist, I might even go on and be a pundit too and get paid by uh, a news organization to give my corporation's version 
of the facts. Probably not too often, though, because the people that would, if you go on a legit show and there was someone to talk counter to you, they would quickly point out that you get paid by that lobby, right? But lobbyists control us for who? The corporations, right? Now, I'm not a per. I, I am a corporation. My I think I'm a CEO. I'm probably not. I'm probably I'm definitely not even the treasurer. <laughs> I think they they write me down pretty low into the corporation, but and smartly so. I, there's just not so much. Honestly, it'll make my soul dirty if I fuck around with too many things. You know. Same with the politician. He stays in that world too long and starts to get dirt all up on his soul. Pretty soon, he's not the same guy. And greed has worked. But they all do this for the corporation. So a politician is, is, is uh, corrupt, right? Sure he is. Why? Because he's being pulled by the lobbyists. Fucking lobbyists. The lobbyists are corrupt then. Well, they're both a little corrupt, right? But the lobbyists definitely the worst ones, right? Well, well, but who do they work for? Well, they work for the corporations. The corporations are the worst. The fucking worst. Meh. I mean, yes and no, right? To be honest... Corporations recognize this too, and they realize that you're onto their scent of making money. So then they they have whole wings of charitable donations. So how can you talk shit about McDonald's? We do the Ronald McDonald House. Have you seen these poor kids? We help them 100%. 100% we help. We help these kids so much that fuck you. And then you're like, yeah, I guess you got a point there. You're absolutely right. Actually, you're a good organization. Wow, all the good that you've done. All the good that you've done. And I get to do some good with you, too. Every once in a while, just so I feel like a good person, I can drop some of my change. It is mine. It is back from your expensive, crappy product that will hurt my health. Uh, I can drop it right here. And then you will also go ahead and give that as your charitable donation. Hmm, wait a second. And then you use that charitable donation as a wing of your advertisement. <laughs> to further brand your product inside of my, my life, now I'm thinking of your product for helping people, too. Like, it's, it's nefarious. It's at the same time as good. I don't, you don't know how to take it sometimes. But I do know that it's not... Um, That something could be better. And I don't even know that, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's the way it works. I know that you are a fucking sheep for corporations that are programming you and your child's mind. And they will form biases for you. For and against certain ideas. Or, or they will... Maybe they will just strengthen those biases that are already existing. That you, they already know you have. Why would they try to change you? You know, they would just make another product. Wouldn't they? Right? So then they would have Pepsi for old people, you know, who like that reminiscence and nostalgia. And then they'll have a whole new line of new flavored weird Pepsis or, or Mountain Dew or whatever, still run by Pepsi. It's all for the kids. And we'll run that on different ads. Why would we try and change you? No, we try and find out who you are and then sell to you. We just want to have a product for you. We, we love you so much because you make us fucking filthy rich. So that we can buy lobbyists, so that we can get legislative power, so that pretty soon you'll see our pop cans littering your highways. And who are you going to be mad at? 
Well, the person who bought it and threw it out, for sure, that person shouldn't have done that. That programmed, ro that programmed robot should not have bought that thing that he's been programmed to do. He should not have thrown that out on the side of the road. He should have disposed of it properly because otherwise he's a litter bug. But some of you might already know the word litter bug was actually made up with. It was a it was a made up thing, not really by the advertisement, but psychologically they knew what they were doing. They made up the word litter bug and then they ran it through their advertising programs, and soon litter bug was you. But think about it like this: say if I run a Seven Eleven right in the neighborhood, and some people are mad because I come and I move to the side, and they're like, "Hey, you got a liquor store?" Say it's not a Seven; it's just straight up liquor store. Right? No, we don't want a liquor store in here. It hurts our community, we believe. Ah, whatever. Fuck you. Right? I get my liquor license, put it up, and uh, say there's a trailer park down the way. Right? And uh, it's always been there, but now there's this liquor store, so people are walking back and forth. Some people are buying liquor or other things. And when they use and consume these single use or these small items, they just throw their fucking wrappers out. Well, then don't those residents that originally wanted to be mad about the liquor store being there, destroying their community or, or, or degrading their community, don't they have a right? Does the liquor store owner, should he be obligated to have trash and possibly even clean up the, the stretch of road between him and certain multifamily dwelling units? I mean, legally, no. And certainly, if he gets a lobbyist or some lobbying power, fuck that shit. That's you, you bunch of litter bugs. It ain't my fault that there's a bunch of dirty motherfuckers living around here. Well, it's all your product. How much responsibility does Coca-Cola have to, for being the largest polluter in the world? Aren't they one of them? I could be wrong. I believe they are. But I, I know that if you go to any place in the world, you can find Coca-Cola. And the reason I know that is because Coca-Cola worked hard so that you could go any place in the world and find their product. And once you have their product, you have something that you're not going to reuse. You're going to throw it away. you got a can. you got a plastic. you got whatever. Right? you got a baggie. you got a box. you got something. I mean, if it's fountain pop, you know you got the baggie. At the same time, who was it? The guy with Segway. He made the Segway, and then he helped... Coke come up with their new fountain machine as long as they helped him fund products that would help uh, clean water for poor people all across the world. Eh, you follow me? I can bitch so much about it. You'd be, oh yeah, Coca-Cola is evil. At the same time, people are getting clean water from them. At the same time, they're fucking pumping water out of our Great Lakes right now at 400 gallons per minute so that they can bottle it as water and so they can bottle it as pop. It takes like two liters of pop to make a liter of pop, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't understand that math. <laughs> so I'm probably fucking wrong. Maybe it's because they, there's a mixing and boiling process in just the syrup or something like that. Or maybe there's some kind of waste that is involved with, uh, with the bottling process. Or it's all those things. Or it's just some bullshit that somebody knew I was the type of sheep to try and read that instead of like, Give the fucking sheep some fucking shit. He won't, he won't check the link. That's something we should do. We should talk back to commercials. That's my own idea, I guess, really. But we should also check the link. Start out, I start out with the news, and I, I like to say, you tell me something. That's awesome. I'm going to immediately 
search the opposite of that, right? Like the bunk in that. Don't you, like doesn't to me that makes sense. Like who is it? Somebody told me about Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. yesterday and how much uh, he pointed out that Fauci was a terrible piece of person and wrote this book some time back or, or even now or something. It's becoming popular now. And I guess Fauci's worked for 50 years in the government, which can sound really ominous. I mean, until you really think about the fact that he worked for different administrations, you know, throughout all that time. Different, very political administration. You following me? Like, and, and to think that it's a servitude. And then he tell, oh, he makes more money than the president. What? He makes more money than the president? Yeah, but he's not the... I guess I've already searched, debunked some of this stuff. So he, but if you tell me that, and it makes me think, ah, oh, he's evil. I see it. He could be evil. And you start to use that as the reasoning that's building up Fauci's evil. And I'm still not one way or the other. I know somebody is convinced out there that the guy is evil as shit. It's just hard for me to see. Uh, and so I've, I started with looking at the opposite. And those points that were used to point out his evilness, some of them at their very base seemed very flawed. Like he makes more money than the president. Well, he's not the highest paid uh, person inside the government, though. He's he's uh, he, there's people there's a director, a health director in Massachusetts makes double that. That's the highest in the nation, I believe. Highest paid uh, person in the nation is a doctor. He works for Massachusetts uh, or something like this. I didn't check the link. <laughs> but it was enough for me to believe it because of the source saying it had a lot riding on it uh, that, that would detract uh, from him if it were an outright lie. And it does make sense because, as explained, uh, to have the best in the field working for you as a government, you are going to need to attract the best in the field. You can't offer cheap-ass labor. But there's a lot of people who want to be president. A lot of people, and they don't want to do it for the money, they want to do it for the power, right? So that's why they get paid like shit. The president gets paid like shit, why? Because it's fucking a power. You're going to make money, okay? <laughs> You're going to make money, motherfucker. You're going to go and be able to have talking arrangements. Fucking Hillary Clinton gives like half a million or something to talk sometimes. I'm overstating and grossly inaccurate. I'm sorry if you love or hate the girl. I'm only saying that after you become president, Oh, she wasn't even president. After you run for president, you can just talk and get paid. You know? Like what I'm doing, except getting paid for it. Trust me, this is not that hard. <laughs> I could have a row of people in front of me right now and, and happily go over this kind of stupid stuff. And if people were happy to pay me at the end of it, fucking A. But I'll tell you, that's what you can do. So that's why you don't worry about paying them so much. But if you want somebody who's very skilled in their highly um, competitive field, then you're going to have to offer competitive pay. So that argument, when somebody says he's, he's paid more than present, well, I see what you're trying to do there. You're certainly trying to get me to follow your breadcrumbs, you know, to follow your breadcrumbs home. You want me to find the answer. That's evil because they were talking about greed here, right? Okay, I'm not saying... Not saying you're wrong, but I'm gonna say that part's wrong. You know what I mean? And if that part's wrong, and you used it as the as a basis for for gaslighting or breadcrumb leading me, then I honestly should 
dig in and resist you as much as you wanted me to use that to believe. You know, I mean, you expected that to bring me along. But now that I find the counter, that there's actually somebody who's paid twice as much and that doesn't speak to the man's greed, then I have to imagine that you're actually trying to mislead me. So I have to dig my heels in, you know, and look for more. And see what else you so what else you got? Because that doesn't seem to line up with me. But what else you got? Where else you going to lead me? Well, uh, it, it seems to go on. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to tell you that Dr. Fauci isn't evil. But I am going to tell you that I, I expect evil people to curl their mustache <laughs> and wear a fucking gold chain or something. You know, the, like, the guy looks like he just jumped out of Steers Robux, right? Um, he seems like he's geeky about science. Not money. And then the next thing they tell you is, well, he's heavily invested in Moderna. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that is something. That would make me believe that he is trying to force people to get the Moderna vaccine for his own gain because he will, as a shareholder, he will reap dividends, you know. But then again, is he selling that stock now, you mean? Is he actively trading it? Is he waiting for the right? Maybe he's going to sell at the right time. But how does he know? I guess he would be in the position to know. And the more I think about it, though, didn't he tell me to get three different vaccines? Shouldn't he be invested in three different things? I was only told he was heavily invested in Moderna. I haven't seen that he's heavily invested in others. I don't know. that Maybe that's an accusation. I'll tell you what. I buy uh, Bounty Towel uh, stocks because I use Bounty Towel. The only thing that I would think there is that there could be a conflict of interest, and so the man would not buy those buy this, those stocks. But if he were to buy those stocks, it kind of makes perfect fucking sense to me. Would he be uh, possibly uh, corrupt in his uh, in in some um, what do they call that? Some kind of trading, illegal trading, where he would have knowledge of something first and then make a trade. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, there was a senator who did that. We actually saw him making the phone call to his nephew right after he left a meeting uh, during about the 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 um, corona, right? And he was like, "Hey, uh, his son-in-law, I think it was. Let's get off of that fucking stock because it's gonna crash." Uh man, all I really wanted to talk about was sheep. Bam, bam, bam. Um, all of it kind of I think goes together. We're giving corporations the chance to buy our political power. And we've given them the strength of, of individuals, but none of the repercussions. You know, a corporation doesn't have to be scared about doing something illegal so much because a corporation can have scapegoats. And the corporation will still, in many cases, it will be too big to fail. So even though there were these people that might have even been high up CEOs, well, they're gone, but the product is still here. The corporation is still here. The corporation has, an, has a legal obligation to provide profits for its shareholders, which means that it is, is like a personification of greed. Um, I think that Jesus would fashion a whip and go after that shit in many cases. Sure, do they do good? Yes. Should they be stopped from it? There's an argument there.
Could you imagine that? What if we stopped corporations from being able to do charity? Sounds terrible? Maybe. But are they using it for charity with equality across the board? Or do they use it for charities that they support or that they want to? Remember when Chick-fil-A was heavily uh, giving to the Salvation Army? Which might not make you mad, but the Salvation Army don't let you be gay. You know, They're like, hey, gay people can't go to heaven, so we don't want them on earth. We don't want to minister them. We don't want to teach them. We don't want to bring them to our Lord and Savior. <laughs> we just want to say, you can't exist, nor can you use our bathrooms. Um, I don't know. I just know that I don't know. And I know that as much as everybody worries about being a sheep I think we should just worry about what shepherd we're following because you're a sheep motherfucker you're a sheep you got a device in front of your face you're listening to this thing this thing ain't so much a sheep I mean I'm not advertising anything here so I guess that's kind of part of the beauty of this podcast is there's no income generated there's no um exterior motive necessarily uh, except to convey my feeling and my friends uh, feelings to the world and our feelings my friends feelings and mine are not the same I hope you guys are catching that <laughs> I don't uh, I'm not uh, I still I just love people despite my hatred for people despite my hatred for people I love persons and I know a lot of cool persons, despite us not seeing eye to eye. And the best fun for me is actually to have conversations and arguments where I can stop the ego. Or we can maybe invite it in sometimes. Maybe we'll just do some roasts, you know. But uh, with somebody that I don't have the same political ideology, I guess, as, that we just don't see the same. And have those conversations. It might be obvious to some of you that I was not a supporter of Donald Trump. Nor was I a supporter of Hillary Clinton, I guess, really. Uh, nor was I a supporter of Biden. Um, I, you know, it, they're, they're all not the best people for the job. They're all the best people that can get the job. But now I'm talking about fucking politics. Um, you know what? I've stayed too long. I've said too much. And now I gotta leave. Oh, I should have been quicker with the fucking stop. Now I have to go on a little bit longer because I should have had the stop button queued up and that would have been slick, like a little mic drop. And 